0: It's 11 o'clock, I'm Kenny Hodgeart. Tonight's headlines. The Hospital Authority says more beds are planned at the Asia World Expo Treatment Centre and that some non-urgent wards and public hospitals might also be converted to treat COVID-19 patients. Private home prices have fallen to their lowest in two and a half years. A key price index declined 1.6% in July from a month earlier and Shenzhen authorities have suspended services at 24 subway stations in a bid to curb a COVID outbreak there. A chief manager of the hospital authority, Dr Lau Kahin, says more beds are planned at the Asia World Expo Treatment Centre and that some non-urgent wards in public hospitals might also be converted to treat COVID patients. He made the comment as Hong Kong reported 8,488 new COVID cases, of which 236 were imported. There were also four more deaths, but Dr Lau said there were fewer seriously ill patients now than at the beginning of the current wave. Yes, the number uh, of critical and serious cases at
1: this moment uh, is less than that in the early fifth wave, uh, which is a uh, good news. Yeah, uh, maybe it is because uh, the the vaccination rate is increased uh, after the, uh, the the initial uh, fifth wave, especially in the elderly population and in the oh uh, uh, home residents.
0: Meanwhile, the Center for Health Protection's Dr. Chang Shok Kwan says the government will no longer insist that all self-reported positive rapid COVID tests are followed up with a more accurate PCR tests and that it will do random inspections instead. The Education Bureau is asking teachers and students to test themselves for two consecutive days before local schools resume classes on Thursday. An infectious diseases specialist, Wilson Lam, welcomed the idea, saying it could pick up some infections before students go back to campuses.
1: It's very important for them to perform regular RAT again because uh, once introduced in the the school place, it would be quite difficult to limit the spread given the difficulty of kids especially small kids to observe all the infection control practices. So I think doing the RAT two days before resuming school would be beneficial to pick up some of these cases which have actually acquired infections one or two days ago.
0: Shenzhen authorities have suspended services at 24 subway stations in a bid to curb a COVID outbreak there. Cecil Wong has more. The move came after Shenzhen reported nine symptomatic and two asymptomatic COVID cases for the previous day. CCTV reported that subway services had been halted at the stations, which are located in the central districts Futian and Lowu. Trains will pass through without stopping, and the measures will remain in place until further notice. Separately, Reuters reported that three main buildings of the sprawling Hua Cheng Bay electronics market had been ordered to close until Friday— The market has thousands of stalls selling microchips, telephone parts and other components to manufacturers. Here, a man who was shot in the abdomen by a policeman during the social unrest three years ago has been found guilty by the district court of obstructing the officer and attempting to snatch his gun. Maggie Ho reports.
1: Chao Pa Kwan, who was 21 at the time, was shot during an anti-government protest in Sai Wan Ho in November 2019. He was also convicted of attempting to escape from custody. A co-defendant, Wu Chi Jikin, who was then 19, was also found guilty of obstructing the police and trying to take an officer's gun. Sentencing has been scheduled to October 10th, pending background reports on the pair. Both have been remanded in custody.
0: Police are investigating the murder of a man in Yalmaté earlier this morning. The force said it received reports at about 4am of people on motorbikes attacking a man near the intersection of Jordan Road and Park Street. The man, who was 35, was rushed to Queen Elizabeth Hospital with multiple stab wounds and was pronounced dead shortly afterwards. Private home prices have fallen to their lowest in two and a half years. According to data from the Rating and Valuation Department, the Private Domestic Price Index stood at 376.1 in July, a 1.6% fall from June and the lowest reading since February 2020. It's a different story for rents. The Rental Index rose to 178.9 in July, a 0.6% rise from the month before. And a look at the weather, mainly cloudy with a few showers and thunderstorms. Very hot with sunny intervals during the day tomorrow. Top temperatures of about 33 degrees. The current temperature is 29 degrees with relative humidity of 82%. And the very hot weather warning remains in force. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is 5 minutes past 11. The chief executive has led the tributes for former top banker Vincent Cheng, who has died at the age of 74. He was the first Chinese executive director of HSBC Holdings. Violet Wong reports.
1: Vincent Cheng graduated from the Chinese University of Hong Kong with an economics degree in 1973 and took up the top job at HSBC in 2005. He stepped down from the post in 2010 and retired a year later. Chief Executive John Lee expressed sorrow over Mr. Cheng's passing and extended his deepest condolences to his family. He described him as an esteemed banker who had had one high respect by promoting the steady development of Hong Kong's banking industry. The Secretary for Financial Services and the Treasury, Christopher Ho, also praised Mr. Cheng for his valuable contributions in the development of Hong Kong's financial markets as well as the community. The late banker had held various public positions, including memberships of the Legislative Council and the Executive Council, before the handover. He also served as an advisor to the central government on Hong Kong affairs. Mr. Chen was awarded the Gold Bauhinia Star in 2005 for his distinguished service to the community. He also served as the chairman of the Chinese Universities Council from 2009 to 2015, paving the way for the establishment of his Shenzhen branch and the CUHK Medical Center.
0: Overseas, international help has begun trickling into Pakistan as local authorities struggle to cope with the worst flooding in the country's history. The first aid flights from Turkey and the UAE began arriving on Sunday. More than a thousand people have died. The BBC's Sanjay Dasgupta reports. UNICEF's representative for Pakistan, Abdullah Fadil, has described conditions there as a calamity of biblical proportions. About 33 million people, one in seven Pakistanis, are affected. Nearly a million homes are damaged or destroyed, millions of acres of rich farmland inundated. Army helicopters were struggling to pluck people to safety from remote northern villages, where steep hills and deep valleys make for treacherous flying conditions. The Pakistani Army Chief, General Kamar Javed Bajwa, has warned rehabilitation could take years. Russia says it's ready to guarantee security for UN inspectors during their mission to the Zaporizhia power plant in Ukraine but is not prepared to discuss demilitarization of the area, something Washington has been calling for. It confirmed inspectors would travel to the plant via Ukrainian-held territory. A 14-strong team from the International Atomic Energy Agency is expected there later this week. Ukraine's foreign minister, Dmitry Kuleba, said Kiev had been calling for such a visit for some time. It has been a long-standing request of Ukraine for the IAEA to receive access to the plant. They have vast experience in expecting uh, nuclear power facilities across the world under the most difficult circumstances. But without an exaggeration, this mission will be the hardest uh, in the history of IAEA. Supporters of the powerful Iraqi Shia cleric Moktada al-Sadr have stormed the government palace in Baghdad shortly after their leader announced his withdrawal from politics. A little earlier, Iraqi forces declared a total curfew in Baghdad. Sadr's political alliance won the largest number of seats in last year's election, but no government has since been agreed on by Iraq's political factions. Here's the BBC's Sebastian Usher.
1: The curfew in Baghdad is now in place, but it appears to have gone unheeded by hundreds of supporters of Muqtada al-Sadr, who've been holding a sit-in inside the Green Zone for several weeks. They've now entered the presidential palace, where video showed them raising their fists and cheering. This appears to be another dramatic turn in the long-running political showdown that's seen no new Iraqi government agreed since elections were held last year. It follows hard on the heels of Sadr's announcement of what he called his final retirement from politics. He's made such declarations before and then returned to the political fray, for there are concerns that his withdrawal may only deepen the current crisis.
0: NASA has cancelled the launch of its most powerful rocket 40 minutes before Artemis 1 had been due to take off for an unmanned test flight to the moon. The US space agency said one of its engines had developed a bleed that couldn't be fixed in time. The next possible launch date is this Friday. A NASA astronaut, astronaut said glitches are very common in test flights.
2: This is the first time we've taken the count anywhere close to zero. We've done tests to uh, put propellant in the tanks, but we haven't tried to take it all the way to flight yet. So there are many, many opportunities for new things to crop up. It's a test flight. We're doing the test. We won't go till we're ready.
0: The Artemis program is aimed at returning humans to the moon, among them the first woman and person of color. The Norwegian carbon dioxide storage company, Northern Lights, has announced its first commercial deal in what it's describing as a breakthrough for the industry – From 2025, it'll take 800,000 tonnes of CO2 each year from the Dutch fertiliser manufacturer Yara and eject it into rocks under the North Sea. The BBC's Sam Clack has more details. The plans are to capture CO2 from Yara's ammonia and fertiliser plant in the Netherlands and permanently store it under the seabed off the coast of Norway. In order for it to get there, it'll first be compressed and liquefied before being transported by ship. The chief executive of Shell, one of the joint owners of the company, said the agreement proves carbon capture and storage works and would lead to other deals. The International Energy Agency says the sector is vital to reducing global emissions. Sport now and in cricket, India pulled off a dramatic final-over win over Pakistan at the Asia Cup in Dubai. With India chasing 148 from 20 overs, Hardik Pandya hit the fourth ball of the final over for six to seal a five-wicket win. Indian bowler Bhuvnishwar Kumar was pleased with his team's victory.
1: I'm very happy with the performance, not just the wicket, I mean yes, when you get the wicket you always feel happy and you contribute contribute to the team. But uh, sometimes this bowling econo- economically is also uh, you know, contribution to the team. And when you get wicket, you always uh, you know, add an extra th- thing to that. But it's not just Smith, the way Hardik bowled, the others bowled. I think it was a complete bowling performance.
0: India's next match is against Hong Kong on Wednesday night. In golf, Rory McIlroy is celebrating a record third FedEx Cup title. The Northern Irishman rallied from six shots down to overtake world number one Scotty Scheffler in the final round of the Tour Championship in Atlanta. McIlroy closed on four under par 66. He finished 21 under for the tournament, beating Scheffler by one shot to win the PGA Tour's season-ending playoff and a top prize of 18 million US dollars.
1: Yeah, incredible day, incredible week you know four over through two holes uh 10 shots out of the lead at that point to to claw my way back and end up winning the winning the tournament um incredible just a uh just a real um you know really proud of my resilience and how i sort of handled that start and um just sort of stuck my head down and and kept going all week and, and took advantage of the opportunity that i was given today
0: in the English Premier League, West Ham United registered their first goal of the season in a 1-0 win at Aston Villa yesterday, although that was a deflected effort from Pablo Fornal. It lifted the Hammers off the bottom of the table. For Villa, it was their third defeat in four Premier League games, and the team were booed at full time. Here's their boss, Stephen Gerrard.
1: want give these players the support they need. It's got to come from within. We haven't got enough points on the board. It's tough right now. You know Our fans have shown the frustration today and I think they deserve to do that because we expect them to be in a better place than we're in. But the only way to put it right is to roll your sleeves up. I'm in. I hope the players feel the same as well.
0: Harry Kane scored twice in Spurs' 2-0 win at Nottingham Forest. The England captain now has 187 Premier League goals, which puts him level with Andy Cole on the all-time scoring table behind only Alan Shearer and Wayne Rooney. Tottenham moved up to third in the table. They're level on points with champions Manchester City and two behind leaders Arsenal. But Spurs manager Antonio Conte says his players were made to work for the win.
1: We suffered in the right way,
0: but I think at the end we did well and... Uh... In this type of game, you have to be
1: ready to uh, to be compact, to suffer, and then uh, to create chances, I think. Uh, we created many chances to score today. And, uh, but
0: Notican Forest is a really good team. It's not easy to come here and uh, to to get three points. In Spain, Karim Benzema scored late in Real Madrid's 3-1 win over Espanyol. Real are back on top of the Liga. Barcelona thrashed Real Valladolid, 4-0 with Robert Lewandowski scoring twice. Meanwhile, Barcelona's Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang was the victim of a violent robbery in his home early this morning. The club said four armed men broke into the Gabonese striker's house and forced him to open a safe. They made off with jewels that were kept there. There have been several break-ins in footballers' homes in Spain, but most of them have taken place while the Stars have been playing. And a reminder of our top stories, the hospital authority says more beds are planned at the Asia World Expo Treatment Centre. Private home prices have fallen to their lowest in two and a half years. And Shenzhen authorities have suspended services at 24 substations in a bid to curb a COVID outbreak there. The news from RTHK. (laughs)
2: Radio Free. You're
0: listening to Peter King.
2: I lost that love before. Got mad and closed the door. But you said, child, just once more. I chose you for the one, now we're having so much fun, you treated me so kind, I'm about to lose my mind, you made me so very happy, I'm so glad you came into my I'd spend my whole life with you Cause you came and you took control You touched my very soul You always showed me that Loving you is where it's at
0: great band in the day. Still got some good music that we play on the show every now and again. Blood, sweat and tears, of course, you make me so very happy. Into our second hour this Monday. Last format this week for the show in its current uh, form. Been hearing about me. And all the changes that we've got coming up uh, over the past uh, couple of hours or so. Shared something with you anyway. Now then, what's this? This is a, a band called Fox... Noosha Fox and that crowd all got together to do a series of songs. This is one of her very early tracks from around about 1975. Did alright in the charts? It's called Only You Can.